What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Lala, welcome to Call Her Daddy. <laughs> First of all, can we address the glasses? Okay. Okay, let's talk about so it. So I came in here with glasses on, and I was... Oh, you're wearing my stylist hoodie. Local Maeve. Love Club. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. my stylist. Shout I was like, Maeve. yes, I love her. I her love her so and much. Stuff. I honestly like woke up this morning. I was like, it's raining. It's a Monday. It's I need perfect. to feel cozy. And then you just walked in and you were like, let's level that shit up. <laughs> Can I keep my sunnies on? And I, I love you. No, you were like, no, I didn't. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. I said when I walked in, I was like, if I wear my sunglasses, are people going to be like, where the fuck does this bitch think she's going? And then I, you were like, well, I'll wear some too. And I was like, fine. So we're just going to both wear sunglasses yes. the whole interview. And now we're just, we're vibing on a different frequency now. Everything feels a little bit better. <laughs> the lights are better. No, but it was crazy when we walked in. You said it was so bright. It was crazy. Okay, so we're on a different frequency now. So now we're here. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Okay, so now I need to introduce you okay. because there's so many things to say about you. Okay. I'll try to keep it short, but you can't. You. you got your start in radio, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Look how much of a natural. You're like, let me just <laughs> let me do the show today. Alex, you can leave. I'll just talk. You're an actress, mm-hmm. producer, mm-hmm. a New York Times bestselling author, Ooh. a social justice advocate, <laughs> best friend to some of the most famous women in the world, and a mother. Yes. Let's I kind of want to go back to the beginning a little bit because I think it's helpful for people to feel extremely connected to your story. Right. You start working (laughs) at 15 years old, your first internship. How the fuck did you get the internship? How did you get your foot in the door? Please tell us the story. Okay, so I I always love music. That's my thing. I love, love music. Back in the day, 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 we're not going to talk about it too much. I thought I was going to be a rapper, but that was like back in the day. So I was give like, give us like a little something. Oh my god, no, you'll die. You'll be like, get me out of here now. Um, so I thought I was going to be a rapper, and so I just love music. And I remember going to the opening of this music store, and I saw these people like putting up posters. Remember back in the day, it was different when albums came out. Like there would be posters everywhere and stuff everywhere. So I was like. 
who are these people doing that? And I came up to them. I was like, who do you guys work for? Like, what are you doing? Because I thought it looked like so cool, especially as a teenager, like 15 years old. So they were like, oh, we work at this radio station and we're interns. But they were like, to be in an internship program, you had to be, I don't remember, I think it was 17 years old. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm 17. And I just got a fake ID because. Why not? I lived in the hood and I know how to get a fake ID. So I got a fake ID and then I got the job as an intern, lying, saying I was older than, than I really was. But that's the only time, kids, where a lie can work in your favor. Um, and then I just started working at the radio station. And from there, interning, I got on the radio. And then I moved to L.A. to be on the radio. And then from there, I got my MTV job and I started hosting TRL, which everyone knows. Oh. Started doing that. I also love how so casually, I think there's so many young women that listen to this show that are like, may currently be an intern. And you just like slid that in. Like, <laughs> so I went from being an intern, then all of a sudden I'm a radio personality. I'm like, hold on, hold on. You okay, just skipped okay. a huge step. Okay. How the fuck did you go from <laughs> intern putting posters on the walls right. to then being a radio personality? So just working really hard. Like I just worked really, really hard at it. And I was like, whatever I do, I don't care if I'm just putting this water here. I'm going to be the best at putting the water here. Like, I'm just going to be great. I just made myself available. I worked really hard. And I had a personality. So they were like, we like your personality. Like, there's two guys on the radio. At that time, it was Ludacris. But his name back then was Chris Lava Lava. So they were like, the two guys, him and Poon Daddy, they were like, they need a girl on their show. Like, nobody wants to hear just two guys going back and forth all day. I was like, I can do it. So at first... And, and we laugh about it all the time. They didn't really want me there because they were like, this is our shit. Like, who the fuck are you? But I was like, I'm coming to bring some energy in here and Dude, some, some girly vibes. No, I, I wasn't you intimidated. Didn't. I was like, I'm, I'm here to do this. And then that's how I got on the radio. So shout out to Luda, who I've known for since, yeah, since I was like, at that time, what? 16 maybe Kate we all need to have that energy because I'm like oh my god it'd be so intimidating you're like what the fuck no. I deserve to be there no. I had the personality for it so even if I was right intimidated in. nobody else was right. gonna know you're gonna that. fake it yeah you gotta fake it till you make it even if I felt like that which I'm sure at different times I did I was like this is my way out it totally. was bigger than it was bigger than a job for me it was about survival it was about like having money in my pocket to live like it was deeper than like oh I just want this cool job it was like I need this job so I can afford my apartment so I can get food for myself so I can take care of myself and ultimately take care of my family like it was bigger to me totally like when the purpose is bigger your your drive is different yeah you like you just see straight like mm -hmm. you can't you don't even look back you're like I yeah. gotta go forward exactly so you're still a teenager you go to you leave Atlanta you go to LA mm -hmm. I love how you're like 17 at the time. Had you ever yes. been to LA? No, I never been to LA before. I didn't have money to like travel and do stuff like that. I would hear about LA, but I had never been there. The thing about it is like when I when I lived in New York, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. But during this radio time I was in Atlanta. My mom had moved us to Atlanta, but like you would hear about LA, but it just felt like this distant land somewhere that like yeah, I know like famous people live there, but it's not a place that you ever thought like you would go to or anything like that. So when I got the job in L.A., because I had sent my radio tape to different places, when I got the job in L.A., when I got off the plane, that was my first I was moving to L.A., getting off the plane, that was my first time being in L.A. Did you know anyone? No. Were you? Who the hell would I know in L.A.? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't talk to people. I was like, my circle was New York and Atlanta. Damn. So what, when do you remember personally being like, this is my big break? Like, um, I just made it. 
I felt like that with LA because Atlanta, as big of a market it is, radio wise, it was a smaller market than LA. Mm -hmm. New York is one, LA is two. When it comes to radio, so I was like, I'm about to be in the number two market. Like, this is crazy. And when they called me to give me the job, they were like, well, how much money are you making? And I remember at that time, I was making like, no lie, I was making like $18,000 a year. And I was like, um, um, I, I make like 30000 a year. Like, I just said something. And they were like, oh, well, this job is offering like 90000 a year. And I was like, I really was making 18000 I went from making 18000 to 90000 I was like, You're like, oh, you know what? Shit. I think I'll take it. I was fine, like, I'm fine. out. But I had to play it cool. I didn't right. want them. Because remember, I was already lying. Damn, it's a lot of lying in my story. <laughs> We're like, Lala. This is literally the whole episode is like, Lala lies <laughs> through and through. <laughs> I lied about my age. I lied about how much I was making. All good lies. All good. All good good lies. To get you through the door. Yes, exactly. A little white lie with that can't hurt anybody. Yeah. So then I got on the radio in LA and then I was on the radio doing really good out there. And then one day, now this day I remember clear, I walked into the radio station and the receptionist says to me, somebody from MTV called for you. I was like, call for me for what? They're like, I don't know. They want to talk to you. And it was like, the little post-it with, like, the number. So I called. I was like, hey, um, this is Lala. Like, somebody said, you guys are looking for me? They were like, yeah, we want to um, meet with you. We just heard a lot about you from the radio. We've heard you on the radio. We thought you were really cool. We wanted to see, like, what you looked like and, like, you know, just catch a vibe. And they were like, you, you seem like a really cool person. I was like, thanks. Like, what's happening here? So then they were like, could you interview somebody for us so we could see, like, how you would interview on camera but the catch was I had to find the person to interview I'm like they're like you'll have to bring the person to interview because they also wanted to see maybe like I don't know maybe my connection I don't know but I was like all right cool so I actually remember I called Tyrese because at that time Tyrese was also doing stuff on MTV too so I was like if I call somebody that's like one of their own maybe that'll help so I brought him up there I interviewed him they seemed to love it, and then they called me and was like, would you be open to moving to New York to be on MTV? Dude, it's so crazy because I was talking to Kate I earlier. Okay. I want to see your face. You're like, face. hello? We're like, okay, now we're, like, less nervous. I know, I know. Okay, now well, lied to my face ten times already. We're like, let's just do it. Okay, we're done. We're done. The shtick is over. We're moving forward so we can see each other. Exactly. Hello, bright lights. Okay, Kate and I were talking about TRL. Yes, and to the Gen Zers listening, just shut the fuck up for a minute because you need to be humbled and listen to what TRL was because I remember yeah, I have an older sister and I would she'd be like running home from school like, come on, Alex, we right. got to go. We got to watch. And it was like the biggest thing to watch when you're looking at breakout artists or like Christina Aguilera huge. coming on and you're just like, yeah. holy fucking shit. Was this huge. was the thing. It was huge for all artists. And then like it was in New York. It was in Times Square. So Everyone in high school at that time wanted to rush to Times Square to stand out there to see, like, who's going to be in the infamous, like, window where you would wave from. And you had everybody, like you said, Beyonce and then actors. Will Smith would come. Tom Cruise. I mean, at that time, NSYNC. And it was, like, Justin Timberlake and... No, it was crazy. That's so cool. I, I think like hearing about your career is always incredible to hear, mm-hmm. especially from a woman just like battling to get to the top. Right. And like what's a setback that you remember facing early in your career? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't all roses and like get on the flight, move to right, LA, get right. the job, no. happiness. No. And like how did you overcome it? Well, I think 
a lot of my struggles came coming out of MTV because mm -hmm. MTV was so big that you were always told like, that's it, that's your peak. This is it. Like it doesn't get any bigger than this. And you would kind of see MTV VJs come and go and then it would be like, whatever happened to so-and-so? Or they would have these specials like, going back down memory lane and you'd be like, what happened to... And I was like, oh no, like after this job, it's not going to just be over for me. Like that's just right. not going to be the only thing that I'm known for. So that's when I started pivoting into acting and stuff. And when you're coming off of being a host, it's hard for people to see you as an actor because I was so well known as an MTV host. First of all, there's not a lot of MTV hosts. Secondly, there's definitely not a lot of black MTV hosts. So it was like I was known as, you know, a black girl on MTV. So it was like the acting side didn't really want to give me that shot. I think that's a very relatable concept of like people wanting to put things in boxes mm -hmm. and you're trying to pivot because mm -hmm. you want to pivot and exactly. you want to do something different. Exactly. And it's like, no, 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 you have to stay in that lane. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, though, like as a woman of color in the industry, mm -hmm. especially when you were just starting out and you didn't have this status, did you face discrimination? Well, it was different. But it was it was interesting for me because I was at MTV, but all of my friends and people in the business were at BET. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was like. 106 in Park, and then there was, like, TRL. And I used to feel like, I kind of want to be over there. Like, that's more my music. Mm -hmm. That's my culture. That's who I am. But then I was like, maybe I have a responsibility here to bring my culture, more my music, diversity to MTV and put them on to, like, these are the songs we're listening to. These are the artists that we love. Let's give them, you know, a little bit more shine. So then I became, like empowered to want to do yeah. that mm -hmm. that's really cool because I feel like a big theme so far already what you're saying is like every time you've walked in doors mm -hmm. like you're like no I I'm gonna even if I don't feel it immediately I'm gonna right. pretend I deserve to be here exactly and it's like a mentality mm -hmm. thing even if you don't feel it all yeah. the time which I think is important no matter what you're doing in no your matter life what you're it's doing. like just pretend you fucking yeah deserve and it. it's even if like on bad days we're all entitled to them we all have them but it's like Certain jobs, and I hate to say it, but certain jobs, they don't care about a bad day. So it's like, fake it, fake it, fake it, then go home, talk to your friends, your family, your therapist, whatever you need to do. But in that moment, like, act like you're okay sometimes, even when you're not, and then deal with it in the moments that you give yourself to deal with it. This is a stressful mm -hmm. industry to mm -hmm. be in, and you've got to be on, and you've got to be right. ready. Have you ever experienced burnout? Always. I'm always burnt out. I'm always tired. And I'm not good at the balance, which that's not a great thing. I mean, you have to be able to have balance. I always feel guilty when I'm like not working or having fun or even on vacation. Like, I just feel like, oh, I got more work to do. What am I doing? Why am I hanging out? Then I'm on Instagram and it seems like everybody's on vacation all the time. I'm like, how the hell do you guys go on this many trips? Like, I don't go anywhere. I'm like, I need to go on more trips. I feel like either one, I feel like I'm always behind when mm. I'm looking at Instagram. I'm like, wait, like, why do these people know about this thing? Right. Or I'm like, why is everyone relaxing on the beach? Always. Because when always. I go, I feel like so stressed. But are they actually relaxing on the beach? Because then when you're relaxing on the beach, you're not actually relaxed on the beach. Exactly. You're like, what the fuck is true? Yeah, What's no, not? It's, it's all a facade. It's all an illusion. It is a complete illusion. Yeah. Before I even obviously met you, I was trying to just get on a phone call with you, just quickly say hi. 
And I was like, it's like eight o'clock at night. And I, they were like, hey, everybody, uh, Lala's not available because she's at Rikers. And I was like, holy fuck. No, I was like, that seems way more important than me just being like, hey, girl, like, s- see you tomorrow. Like, it's just like, yeah, I was like, go fuck myself. I'll see you in the studio. I really appreciate what you're doing. Can you explain how you got into it? And, like, what Thank are you, you doing? Well, it's only because you can't, for those of you who have never been inside a prison or a jail before, you cannot have your cell no, phone. I need to clarify, so, I was not yeah, mad at no, you. No, no, I, I was calm. I was but like, I'm like otherwise, I would have been like, what's up? No. You can't have your cell phone. Which, by the way, you don't realize how hard it is to go eight, nine, ten hours without your phone. Like, it's good for me like because we're so out. attached. And I'm like, I realize that. This attachment is, is not healthy. Is, is not healthy. Uh-uh. But um, so yeah, Rikers. Um, I work a lot in the R and D C building, which is uh, generally eighteen to twenty one, so the younger mm-hmm. population. And um, there was a pastor that was running an initiative called Fatherless No More. His name is Pastor Tim Johnson, who I love, and I sat in on a lot of his sessions with his group of of young men. And from there, I just continue to work with him. And, you know, starting to mentor and do my own thing as well. I'm just so passionate about it. I have a 15-year-old. So when I see these young men who are incarcerated, I see my son's face. I see how one bad decision can change your whole life. And sometimes it's just peer pressure, following friends, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. A lot of these kids are amazing, beautiful, I call them kids, but young men that shouldn't be in there but just environment, upbringing, everything that I feel like I can relate to. So I'm all about second chances and also giving them the tools they need so when they do re-enter into the community, they can be assets instead of, you know, a hindrance to the community. So we work really hard. It's me, Brittany, my assistant, Brian. We work really, really hard with them. And I don't know, I found like I've been passionate about a lot of things. I give back in a lot of ways. But this, I really feel like is, you know, you feel like this is my calling. This is my passion. There's something about it that it keeps moving me to come back more and more and want to do more. It's really incredible what you're doing. It seems like you're such a good mother. You're a great person and you're a great friend. And I talk about it a lot on my podcast of I have a lot of young women that write in, which I'm like, I totally feel you on this. Like friendship, it it ebbs and flows. It's the some of the most beautiful relationships you can have mm. because you aren't sleeping with this person, hopefully. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully. Well. <laughs> you never know. Um, but, like, it's a genuine two-way street. Right. And at times, it's not always going to be 50-50. Maybe mm. you're giving more to your friend. They're giving mm. more to you at a time, whatever it is. But I always like to talk about friendship because I think it's an underrated conversation mm. that fulfills a lot of what you need in your right. life. And it doesn't right. always have to be romantic, romantic. And it doesn't have to be family. Right. What qualities do you think about your personality make you a good friend? Um, I think if you were going to ask my friends, they would say, like, I'm very caring, loving. I'm a cancer. Like, we're super loving. We're super emotional. We're When we love, we love hard. But I'm also honest. Like, I, my thing, even going back to the young men at Rikers, like, I always say, you know, no judgment. Like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm going to give you real advice, but I'm not here to judge you. And if I say something you might not agree with or don't like. It's not because I'm judging you. I'm just giving you the real. So I think it's the same with my friends. Like when they ask me advice, they know I'm going to give them real advice coming from love, not like judgment. I don't care what you say you did. What I've heard it all. I've seen it all. Nothing surprises me anymore. But I'm just like, yo, you got to Nah, you can't do that. You know, whatever. And just yeah. honest. And they know it's going to be out of love. And I think that's it. I also, you know, keep everyone's 
information, life secrets safe. Like I'm, you've never heard of me being involved in anything with like any messiness or whatever. When people trust you with things, you have to honor that and take that seriously. And I definitely do. I really respect that because I think some people can't take the honesty. And I feel like a lot of times I'm similar in friendships where I'm like, I know this is going to upset you, right. but do you want me to lie to you? Right, I'd be exactly. like, sweetie, it's gonna, you're totally in the right. You're <laughs> right, fine. Right, like, right. That's not me being a good friend. No. And I feel like it's good sometimes to have people around like you being yeah. like, you can cry and I'll hold you while right, you cry, right, but it's going to be from the information I'm about to tell you, but it's just me being honest. Of course. And I don't see why... I don't know. I think it's like look inward if you don't want people yeah. to tell you the truth because mm-hmm. it's like work on yourself. It's right. not your friend. It's actually you not being able to take yeah. the heat. And I'm also not like I'm competitive, mm-hmm. like, but not meaning I don't want what you have. I know what's for me is for me. That's also the issue with a lot of friendships and stuff. It's like competition or jealousy. Like, I think there's enough for everyone. Like, what I'm doing is not going to be the same as what you're doing. Or if we do the same thing, how you do it, how I do it is going to be different. Like, I don't get involved in that. I want all of my friends and anyone I care about to win. I want to see everybody do good. I'm like cheerleading from the sidelines for everybody. And I know, you know, what's for me will come. And what's great about my friendships is everyone kind of empowers each other. I have friends that are like, oh, you're working on this? I actually know someone that did that. Let me call them and tell them you're doing it or let me call them and tell them to look out for you, whatever. And that's how it is. It's not like, oh, I'm not going to give her the number or the secret. Like, I don't want her to know. Like, that's not how my friendships are everyone's going to have their successful moments and everyone's going to have the lulls where they're Mm -hmm. down on themselves. And it's like, why hold any of your friends back? Uh If anything, it's great to surround yourself with people that are thriving and succeeding Mm -hmm. rather than feeling like jealous. I love that. How do you know when it's time to end a friendship? I think that you'll know when it's, you know, I think it's time to end a friendship when it's no longer making you feel good. I think this is the same thing with a relationship. A friendship is a relationship. Like when it's no longer making you feel good and it's causing you stress and agony and sadness, then it's time to let it go. Like the world right now is stressful enough. Day-to-day life in this world is stressful enough. So your friendships, your relationships, anyone in your life should be adding positivity. Not saying, again, that they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. Like, it shouldn't just be like, you're great, you're great, you're great, you're great, and not being honest with you. But when you feel like, you know, when the phone rings and you look and you're just like, ugh, what now? Or this is going to drain me. Or what's going to happen here? That's when you got to start reevaluating. I agree. And I think there's moments where... Every friendship, if it's a good friendship, mm-hmm. you will have hardships. Uh, like, course, that's weird course. if you've never had a tip. Like, of oh, you're best friends. Well, then is it a real relationship? Because, right, right. like, we're humans. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through shit. But I appreciate when there's times to work through shit. Of course. And then there's time to be like, right. this is not healthy. Yeah. And to find Especially that Especially when you start seeing a pattern. Mm-hmm. If there's a pattern, then you're like, okay, this is, this is who this person is. I might need to exit stage yeah. left. When your friends come to you for advice... I'm thinking, like, I feel like everyone has that person in a friend group. Like, what are people like, I'm going to Lala for this? Like, what is your go-to? They're looking for guidance they go to you for. Probably relationships. And I don't know why I'm not even in a relationship. My marriage is my marriage did not succeed. I don't know how I'm the relationship expert. I always tell, I told a friend of mine the other day, I go, I don't know why everybody wants to ask me about relationships. I need to be asking them about I'm not even in a relationship. No, I love it. Maybe they're like, I don't know, our, our shit fucked up so bad, we want to make sure that doesn't happen to us. They're like, so give us the guideline of what not to do, Lala. No, but I think you Don't be with an athlete. Shit. No, it's a joke. 
Just kidding, you know, guys. Like athletes are Just really kidding, guys. Really, no, love you all. <laughs> no, I love you all too. No, I've talked so much like healthy. I think shit on the athletes I've dated. No, 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 no. We don't want to talk bad about athletes. <laughs> no, no, no. And I think it's actually more, which I would like to clarify. In the past, it. I think it's too easy, almost right. as a joke, because right. it's, it's like the- they're giving it to us at times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that it's one. There's times where it could be maybe um, a stigma that's mm. not fair like i'm sure accountants are cheating right. you know what i mean like i know our dentists right. are getting after Just it don't hear about it as much yes yes exactly so i did want to ask you mm-hmm. there is a new york times article about you from 2011 and you were described as the first lady of the nba <laughs> i'm in the presence of a goddess okay the king herself you were the original nba couple well we see how that turned out guys. lala's like hold they on they probably won't they probably won't even let me in games anymore so so there goes your first lady guys goodbye you were the original are we back are we back for the athlete section we're like hold on let us just tighten up you were the original nba power couple yeah was it hard to have eyes on you during the beginning of your ex-husband's career like all Um, these people interested in your life etc yeah that was hard for us that was hard for us I feel like when we moved to New York because we came from Denver at the time Mm. we moved to New York I was from from New York so being back in New York is nothing new but when we lived here under all of that that's when things became complicated I think that was kind of the start now that I look back that was kind of the start of Mm. the demise of the marriage i dated a new york athlete and i do remember don't i need to google you later (laughs) don't do that um but i do think that there's something people always say like if you can make it in new york as an athlete you can make it anywhere but i think there's also a different connotation of like yeah because it's the hardest to deal with the hardest and it comes with a lot scrutiny and the media and the press and just everything it is it is really really hard that's not the only reason things didn't work out but things got tough with New York and like you were saying just constantly being under the spotlight people watching every little thing and then you know being in New York I don't know like Denver was so like laid back New York it's like I got to get on my grind then I started really like going to overdrive with my career and wanting things to go that way so it's like he's doing his thing I'm doing mine it just how old were you guys when you met so so it's so funny there was a DJ named DJ Clue that um yeah (laughs) shout out Clue who was like, I got this guy who really wants to meet you. He's seen you on MTV before. And he's 19 years old. I was like, okay, 19 at that time I was, what, 22? Yeah, I was just like, that's kind of young. I mean, when you're, when you're, you know, okay, what happens is, here's how it goes. Because <laughs> this is what I'm finding. I don't understand this. This is how it goes. Okay. When you're younger, you want to date older guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying when you get older, you want to date younger guys. But when you get older, only younger guys want to date you. It's the wildest thing. Literally, guys will DM me or want to take me out and I'll Google them. I'll be like, you're 22 years old. Like, wh- how? how? Like, how does this work? But, like, so confident. So, like, I want to take you out. I, I, I think you're amazing. And I'm just like when's what's the cutoff like i don't know the cutoff i'm just saying what is the cutoff no, it's a real but, thing but okay but we got to go back okay. we'll get to that next. But, yeah because we do have but to i don't get that. what this thing yeah. is like no it's a real thing the older you get the younger the guys get and it's wild but okay so he was 19 and i was like 
cool. And I was like, I don't want to be with an athlete. Back then, even back then, I was like, I'll never be. I never, 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 never. Should have listened to what myself back then. What was your type at the time? Street guys. Just guys that I probably shouldn't be with either. But that was more <laughs> my flow. I love a street guy. Back then, not anymore, guys. So um, um, I was like, I just don't want to. But we became friends. And that's the thing. We were friends for a while. And then the friendship turned into more. And we had some great times. I mean, we have a beautiful son, Cayenne, who's amazing. Like, it wasn't all bad. Like, we had great, great times. It ended bad. But we're still, you know, friends. And we co-parent great. So it wasn't all bad. And I think that, you know, Life is just about lessons and going through different phases. And that was like a phase in my life, a chapter in my life. Totally. And now um, that chapter's over. But it's never really over when you have a kid with somebody. What was your biggest misconception about dating an athlete? Because I was, I always like to write my questions and then think, right. well, what would the fuck my answer okay, be? take my glasses off now. Back okay. to, back, to, back, back, back to, okay. Um, no misconceptions because everything really? I thought turned, like you want to be like, oh, they're not all well, like this or all like that. True, like, they are. And I'm like, well, yeah. Check. Check. Because my Check. thought when I was writing that, I was like, okay, my misconception was in the, like, not committed dating phase, mm-hmm. I found that I was stressed always. Okay. Like, if I don't fly in, like, who's right. he going to be okay, with, whatever. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And then once I was his girlfriend and it was committed, I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to sleep better at night. I'm going to be like, Oh, no, no. Rose. I never slept. I think there I never slept. <laughs> You're like, don't get it twisted. I may look amazing, <laughs> no, I but never I slept. did not sleep. I never you know, slept. And I didn't. I almost got more stressed. Yeah. Once we committed, because I felt like, oh my god, now everyone's coming for me. Like, yeah, yeah. People are. It, it was just more. It was. I guess it was my misconception. I thought, oh, lock it down, and I'm gonna be. I'm sleeping it's, beauty. It never ends. It never ends. No. And then what you'll find is like, I. It's so funny. I used to think like certain cities. I would be like. Oh, those are the problem cities like Miami. I'll be like, oh, I'm definitely not sleeping tonight or I'm going to figure out a way to get there. But here's what I found out, dear. Mm -hmm. Be careful with these other cities that you think don't have as much going on Mm -hmm. because those are the ones, guys, Mm -hmm. where the shit is going down. If anything, it's worse. I'm like, nothing is happening in Kentucky. That's how I would feel. And those are the nights I would sleep a little And all of a sudden you're like, oh no, there's a whole ass girlfriend there. Miami, it's just like, let's club, let's go hang out. There is like a whole ass fucking girlfriend. I'm like, have you been here before? <laughs> have you been here before? You get it. So yeah. It, it is a wild, I love the the sleep concept is a good yeah. way to describe it. Yes, it you will is. be sleepless nights. And sleepless. ladies, we don't need that. No, and, I, and I'm not gonna, I can't generalize everyone. I'm no, just no, no. Through, talking about what I went through and people I know, but I'm sure, you know, they're. Great relationships. I mean, my best friend is married to an athlete, and they have Sierra and Russell, an incredible bond, something I've never seen before. I'm so happy to even witness it because it makes me feel like, oh, wow, that type of love does exist because I I didn't think it did for a long time. I'm like, no way. So it's not across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can only also speak to my my, Yeah, totally. What was the culture of the wives and the girlfriends Mm -hmm. because I remember my experience and since I was a girlfriend people were like well you're not shit and I was like I know like (laughs) sorry and I thought like at first because there were a couple like head women that were like married that one was so nice to me because she was like I don't give a fuck about you like you're just here and whatever maybe you won't be the next week or another woman that you don't even know is sitting over there and he's all she's also with him I'm like but then there were some that were like aggressive to let me know like 
bitch, you don't have a ring on your finger. You're not shit. Like, right. what was your experience with Well, I was the a women? girlfriend for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't become a wife till way later. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really experience that. Like, you just have the people you gravitate to, like mm-hmm. you said with you and the people that you're cordial with and that's it. So I just found, like, my crew, whatever, it, mm. whoever that was on respective teams are like, she's really cool. I want to hang out with her. But I tried to be cool yeah. with everybody, but there's levels to being cool. Like, there's the distant, like, hey. Then there's the, call me later. Then there's the, I fucking hate him. I'm coming to yeah. spend a night at your house. There's different, like, uh-huh. levels of cool. So I just try to be, you know, cordial. And then I just had my kind of groups. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate you saying that because I eventually found my group. Day right. one, I was like, hello i was like i'm gonna go sit with the fans like they'll be nicer and then i think by the i would say like yeah a couple months in i found like my crew like oh this is my drinking buddy Mm -hmm. and then i had the woman that was like found out he's like being shady what do i do and so i'm interested to know like do you think there was a culture of like turning a blind eye to cheating within the nba or even just Um, in sports in general not for me because when i saw it or found out about it and I have to worry about my own relationship mm-hmm. then I dealt with it like yeah. I can't my shit was falling apart I can't worry about what everybody else has going on like I gotta work I gotta save myself like my relationship right. you know we're two parents to my son I gotta mm-hmm. make sure we're good so that's where my focus mm-hmm. was but I never turned a blind eye to it yeah. I I addressed it and ultimately that that was part of the reason yeah. why I could no longer be in, in the relationship yeah. anymore how would you handle cause I would get like messages this is like therapeutic for me. Sorry. I'm like, so how would you deal with this? Because there's women that would message mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes it's not true. Right. And sometimes it's true. Right. And like if you would have women reach out, like how did you handle that? I think that, yes, yeah, sometimes it's not true. Sometimes it's true. Mm-hmm. But there's always something inside us that knows. Like I would see stuff and be like, he's not an angel, but no way. Mm-hmm. But then there will be things that you're just like. A little too much information or a little something that you're just like, I don't know. Like, you kind of feel it. And maybe I wasn't always right, but you just kind of can know. Yeah, your gut. And you got to follow that. Yeah, I think a lot of times my advice to anyone when you get those messages, because social media just, I guess I was going to say fucks all of us. I guess it helps us. Right. Well, it's it's both. It's, it's like, let's not publicly let my life be over, but like slide in the DMs and let me know. Like, right. obviously, there's been situations where people don't need to take it public, but I do appreciate the message. Like, yeah. I'm never going to be but mad everyone, at a woman. But everyone doesn't, though. Yeah. Some people like, what do they say? Um, ignorance is bliss. Like some people like, I'm happy how I am. Like, as long as it's not directly affecting me or I don't feel directly disrespected, then I'm cool. I don't judge anybody. Everybody has their way. But some people don't like... Mm-hmm. If you're having the most incredible day and your relationship feels great, like, who wants to go on their DM and just see people that are miserable and want to see these relationships fail? Be like, oh, you know, I saw your guy the other night doing whatever. Like, some people don't don't want to want to deal with that. And I think we're getting to the point now where it's too much access. Like, everyone has something to say about everything. Everyone feels like they can be anywhere. They can see anything. Like, I don't need to know everything. That's my point. Like, I don't need to know everything. I'm not dumb. I'm not naive. But I don't need to know everything. Like, what I'm supposed to know, I'll find out. Yeah. But I'm just going to keep living my days, enjoying my life. Not like, okay, so on edge or mm-hmm. what today? I don't like feeling on edge. Like, I don't like the feeling of like, oh, my God, okay, who's te- what are they saying? I, I can't I can't deal with that. Yeah. That shit will – I'll be a nervous wreck. Like, but I don't want to live like that. Do you feel now that you're kind of out of it and, again, like – 
every relationship has such goods and such bads. Right. But even us joking in the beginning of like the sleep I lost. Right, like, right. I do think there's something and I had an insight of like, wow, like I didn't need to. I don't need to feel that way. Mm-hmm. I don't need to constantly like be calculating like this day they're going here, this day right. they're going. Like you almost aren't able to completely live your live, life right, right. if you're constantly trying to track them down. And right. imagine how little they think right. of you doing it. They're not stressed. They're they're they are sleeping really well. They don't even need melatonin. They're like, good night. I'm in Miami. Like so, I think there's something of like if you have that feeling ever, it shouldn't be ignored. I know it's hard, but it's just people listening. Like I think sometimes when you have that like shitty feeling in your stomach and it's constant um it's something i look back and i'm like i guess i knew yeah you you know and then like there is a piece in like listen it's pros and cons everything Mm -hmm. being single single now yes do i sleep better and i don't have to worry about somebody cheating me do whatever but then i'm lonely sometimes like i want to be laid up with somebody or i want to worry about if somebody's cheating on me or not (laughs) want to have somebody to be like so it's like it's it's pros and cons like when you're in a relationship you're like oh if i was single it would be so it's it's pros and cons to both my mom always says and i'm sure she's heard it from a lot of people but like single people want to be married and married people want to be single like you're never fully happy in anything that you're doing so you just got to figure out your happiness whether you're in a relationship or out and realize that the happiness shouldn't revolve only around the relationship because if you're like constantly looking for happiness because of your relationship or because of another person I feel like that's when you'll always be disappointed This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. In what ways were you intentional about creating and maintaining your own identity separate from always, him? Always, always. Mm-hmm. I was always like that. I mean, I had a career before I met him. Mm-hmm. I was on MTV when I met him. So always, I always wanted to have my own career or something. Like, even if for people listening, even if it's not a career, a hobby, something you're passionate about, charity, whatever it is, just something that kind of gives you your purpose, mm-hmm. even just whether it's being a parent, whatever it is that mm-hmm. you're like, this is what I'm going to give my all to. And this is what I'm going to do just because it's always good to have, you know, your own thing kind of yeah. going on. I think it empowers you in a way. I, I also was just thinking back to something you said about, like, not stressing about what, like, you couldn't worry because, like, you're worried about your relationship. And, people like, I think something we should all take, I, like, personally have realized this is, like, I talk into a microphone every week and there's some shit that I've said in my past and I'm like fuck like I wish I didn't say that about that person because I feel like recently it's really come to be obvious that like people's relationships fail Mm -hmm. succeed and and then we watch this influx of people on the internet making these videos of like 
this is my opinion on it. Right. And what I think we all know, if you look inside of your relationships, no one fucking knows, no one knows. what's inside and, and going on. everyone will tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone will say what they'll do until they're in the situation. Mm-hmm. That's why it's all bullshit. When you're, out of, when you're not in the situation, you can hyperanalyze, you can this, you can that. Oh, if I was her, I would do this. Until you're there, then it's a whole different ballgame. So I don't feed into any of that, and I don't ever want to be that person for someone else's relationship. Yeah. I always say, whatever you decide, I will support you. Mm-hmm. This is my advice and opinion on it as someone who's been there. But whatever you, you want to do, I support you. And I just leave it at that. Someone needs to come to a conclusion mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. And if anything, they're going to resent you as a friend exactly. if you told them to leave. They're right. going to resent anyone but themselves. And it's right. like, let them do their thing because mm-hmm. timing for people is so different. Right. And so, I don't know. I just think everyone listening, like, I uh, hold myself accountable of, like, saying dumb shit about, mm-hmm. like, celebrities in the past of, like – what. I, like as if I knew yeah, like no. just shut the fuck no. up yeah, and I because if someone that. did that about my relationship right. I'd be like you guys have no idea so I think it's just I a good wake up call we have too much access to yeah. give our opinion on stuff write right. it in your group chat exactly write it in the exactly. goddamn group chat and a chat. lot of times people give an opinion because it makes them feel better about their situation absolutely like oh they're just like me or she's not all that or whatever it is like, like no they get like happiness out of seeing someone else being miserable and that's right. just that's definitely not the kind of person I am I would love to hear just your opinion on how you know when it like you're ready to end something because I think ending a relationship is so fucking hard. You ended mm-hmm. your marriage. Like, how did you know it was time? Time. Um, same thing, kind of what I said about the friendship. When I was no longer mm-hmm. feeling great about it, sad every day, crying, like just feeling somewhat lost, not feeling loved the right way. I'm like. This I don't want this to be mm. for the rest of my life. And I don't want my son, I have to be an example to my son seeing me, you know, sad or whatever. Like, I didn't want that. And I was like, this is just not feeling good anymore. And there was a lot of things that had been done. And I was just like, I got to move on from this. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if you weren't in the public eye, mm-hmm. would you have handled the situation at all differently? Um, I would have still made the same decision, but it would have been less maybe pressure or less eyes mm-hmm. on me like well, what's she gonna do mm-hmm. people are saying this and is this true or whatever it is I think it would have been less pressure maybe but I do think I still would have came to the same conclusion cool. because cool. some boundaries were crossed that I just couldn't what's something that you've learned about yourself since the divorce I learned how strong I am like you said when you hear friends going through stuff it's like I'm never gonna make it through I'm never gonna survive and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like wait I'm actually surviving like and I'm not saying it's not hard like I say it all the time there there's still very difficult moments it's not one of those things where it's just ever just like super easy because again there's a child involved you know Mm -hmm. my son so but you just find yourself getting stronger and stronger and it's like what do they say like you don't know how strong you are until being strong is your only option like what is going to do die like I had to keep pushing on and then every day like a little bit stronger, totally. a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger until you're finally like, wow, I can do this. Well, I really respect that, too, because I think, listen, when you're betrayed or burned, like, mm-hmm. it's so fucking hard not mm-hmm. to be petty. And <laughs> it is like, oh, motherfucker, <laughs> you don't even know who you're messing with. And I think that I'm sure, like, I really respect that you have that right. outlook of, like, I have a son. Right. And it's like that holds you almost probably accountable yeah. to be like. Yeah, and then I don't want to do something and look back, like you said, Mm -hmm. and be like, why did I do that? Or it wasn't even worth it. It made me feel good in in that moment. Like, the people who need to know, know, and that's it. That's it for me. Like, I don't have to, like, 
put people on blast or like make people feel like shit. Like, obviously, what happened was bad enough. I don't need to add anything else. Has your view of love changed? Yes, it has. And I, and I hate to say that. I hate that that's what happened. But it has. And I'll have my friends like, you can't say that. Like, I don't. I'm just like, what do you love. Say? Like, I just don't know if it's in the cards for me. And they're like, why would you say that? You can't, I've said it before. Like, you can't say that. But it's like, I don't know. That's how you feel. You just feel like, I don't even want to do this shit again. Or like, Let's just be friends forever. Like, once you start going to a different place, mm -hmm. it gets so complicated. But I do think there's power in words, and you have to manifest what you want. So me being negative about it is not good. So I'm working on saying, like, you know, what's meant for me will be, and <laughs> someone's like, going to buy me one day no, and love me I, the right way. Can we agree that I actually fucking hate when I go through a breakup and my friends are like, you're now going to get to find the love of your life. Oh, yeah, Shut no, the fuck no, up. no, I don't like that. Uh, no, 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 no like I'm that. depressed, I know, I'm sad, I just, but I, and I'm mourning. And you should be, and you yeah. should you should be okay with yeah. that. Like, <laughs> I'm like that, too, because I'm friends like, and I was like, that's just not what I want to hear right now. Maybe eventually, but yeah. right now I just want you to be like, yeah. Fuck everybody! I hate everyone! Like, just be in this moment with me right now. Tomorrow we can talk about something different, but right, right. now let's just have this moment. Wait, I don't together. need the hype up. Like, put yeah. on the sad music. Let's yeah. sob. I wanted to be depressed. I want to have a pity party for I like, think a everyone should have, like, a day or two of that. Like, yeah, you yeah, deserve yeah. that. But then it's like, all yeah. right, snap out of it now. But I do think there's a good thing of, like, it would be unrealistic for right. you to immediately be like, oh, I'm great. I am because that means you're really man. don't really feel that exactly. That way. Yeah. So it's helpful, I think, to keep it realistic. Yes. Like you said, you are honest with your friends. Maybe you're being a little too honest with yourself. You're like, love doesn't exist. Everybody, fuck love. We're all alone in this world. Even if you think they love you, they don't. <laughs> God, Mama. but, but then I'm like, but I'm so happy for you. You found the one. No, no, but I, I do appreciate I appreciate your realness with it because it's like I hate when it's just the upside and the positive. But you know what it is? I realize everyone's take on that is going to be based on an experience. Mm -hmm. So if you had a great experience and you're in a relationship, when I'm in a relationship, you can't tell me anything. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Relationships are the best. Like, what are you talking about? And then when it's done, I'm like, fuck everybody. So it's like, it just depends on where that person you're talking to is at in right. their life now or not. And I respect everyone in different phases of, of their life. I, I have, have friends you... that are happily married. Yeah. Um, You know, whether it's Sierra, Kelly, like very yeah. happily married and, I look at that and I'm like, wow, I, I, I want that. I would love to have that. Then I have friends that are single like myself and, mm -hmm. and live in life or friends that just got out of relationships. Like everybody's yeah. at different phases. I'm going to have you on in like two years and you're going to be like, I've literally never been more in love. Like life is so good. And you're going to be like hearts in the eyes. You're like relationships are for everyone. <laughs> and you guys can definitely find them. <laughs> it's like, you're right. It changes. Uh, it changes. But right I now we're like... Right now, I'm just no like, yeah. fuck that. Are you dating? Not really, to be honest. Like people think, like I'm just like out here. Like I know you can have anyone you want, and you're doing this yeah. and that. Like not really, no. because the guys that try to talk to me are 21 and 22 years Let's old. Let's talk about that. Because shout out to my spray tan woman. You're the most amazing woman, Brittany. God bless you. <laughs> and she was telling me how everyone younger mm -hmm. is coming after her she's mm -hmm. like do i have a sign on my head right. like but what she thought was interesting was she was like i have these guys that are my age that 
like aren't really fucking doing it for me and mm-hmm. putting in the work. Right. And this 22 year old is like, let me fly you out. Let me buy you dinner. She's like, can you afford to fly me out? Like, what the fuck is going on? But she was like, it's crazy. They're just coming after yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's a good feeling for a second. No, it's a good feeling. I mean, look, I, it's. I, I honestly I don't know. I'm gonna be I, I'm telling you, I don't know anything about relationships anymore. I am done giving relationship advice even to myself. I don't know. What I do know is I'm going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not dating anyone currently, I'm not anything serious currently, but if someone wants to take me out and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm not just gonna say before I would be like, No, like what's the angle? What's the this? I'm trying to be like more open about it and whatever happens happens how do you deal with like a date like would you go to a pub like you can't go to a public joint it de- well it depends like <laughs> if you want to be seen with them i mean it, it, yeah <laughs> that it just kind of depends like i don't know at first i wouldn't want to be like out too public because mm-hmm. you want to fill it out first and make sure it's even yeah. but friendships are friendships like i'm allowed to be friends with people like yeah. and girls and guys can go out and it could be platonic or you could just be getting to know somebody like everything is not so heavy and yeah. like if you don't go to public place, then where do you go? Oh, come to my house. Come to the hotel room. That to me, that's even more oh, heavy. Shit. Like, no, 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 no. That's that. That is a right. So for it's disaster. like for the first date, like meet me at the hotel room so no one sees us. It's kind of like this is sketch. Yeah. Like, what tone are you setting? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. I told you, I don't, don't know. know. I'm just going. But I appreciate with the it. Flow. And everybody's different. Like, you can meet somebody and, and be like. All right, I'm cool going out to yeah. whatever restaurant with this person. And you might not even know why. It's just a feeling you have. Yeah. Then you can meet somebody else and be like, oh, no, I don't want nobody to mm-hmm. see us out. Like, I don't know. It's just a feeling. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like a – what I'm saying is not a one-size-fits-all. Would you ever date an athlete again? <sighs> um, would I date an athlete again? I don't know. Um, I don't <laughs> – probably not a basketball player. Probably not a basketball player. Okay, football. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> that Maybe. that is fun. Not basketball. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I mean, I don't know, but probably not mm-hmm. basketball. And football is. I look at me like Artie. Wait, I'm like, up. do you have somebody? Because no, you yeah. so you got so I'm like, excited. Oh, yeah, I'm like, no, what's going no, on? I'm like the schedule's better. Less less that, sleepless that, is nights. That, is that a world that you're? No, no, but I, I, I'm just thinking for you. Like, oh, okay. I want you to find love. I don't have anyone for you. But if I do, I'll fucking text you and be like, I got this. I got this. But I do think there's something about, um, yeah, we're done with the NBA. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other sports, could we could entertain. Exactly. Are you on dating apps? No, I'm not on dating apps, although I have a lot of friends on Raya and this and that. And they love it and they're dating. I don't. I haven't got there yet. Again, no judgment. Mm-hmm. It's working for a lot of people I know. As a matter of fact, my dad married the woman he met on a dating app so i've seen where it can work like my dad married her from plentyoffish.com which i was told was an app specifically for something else i think sex but (laughs) they hit it off and they got married so i know it can work i just haven't ventured there yet okay that's fair would you let your friend set you up with someone a hundred percent that's the best yes that's the best way because i feel like my friend knows me knows what i like that's the best way i think Getting hooked up with somebody like that is the best way. Like friends being like, hey, I'm bringing right. so-and-so or you got to meet La. Like you would love her or whatever. Like that's the best way. To what meet. friend do you think would know your type the most? And like you're like, okay, I trust you. Um, All of them. But I think all of them. But Kim would be really good at that. Right. All of them. But she would be good at that. Also because she's single now too. So it's yeah. like it's different. Like, you know, we can talk a little bit more about like 
what do we like? What do we not like? Like, what are we looking for? What are we not looking yeah. for? Like, it's it's different. I think it's good to have a friend like that so knows you because I yeah. also feel like Kim's the type of person that like she's like, let me do the work for you, then you just show up at the day. I'm gonna do a whole background check. Just sit down, sweetie, and you can count on me that they will be the right person for you. You're like, thanks, Kim. Um, That's about right. What is something after? Like everything you've been through, what is like a non-negotiable that you've learned about yourself that you're like, I have to have this in a relationship right. and like I can't also deal with that in a relationship for your next I think job. I definitely have to have like a family element, meaning someone that's into family, loves like hanging out with fam. That's like important to me. Someone that laughs, like I want to have fun. I want to like laugh. Like the world is so serious. Like I just want to laugh and have a good time. That's important to me. And then like something I won't tolerate um I won't tolerate lying like liars I'm just like no matter what it is I respect you more if you're just honest and tell me I could deal with that but the lying shit like I I can't I just can't take it as we wrap up I think that like you've been through so much relationships career your life what is something that you like wish you could tell your younger self like if you had a second to be like oh my god wait I've gone through all these experiences. If I lived life, what would you tell your younger self? That no matter what you do, everyone's not going to like you. Like, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm a cancer. I keep saying that. So, like, we love people. We want to be loved by everybody. And it's like, why don't you not like me? You don't even know me. Like, I stopped stopped caring about that. Like, no matter what I do, people are going to have something to say about it. All the good I do, something's going to be said. Whatever I wear, something's going to be said. It doesn't matter. It's just, like, what it is. And you have to realize that no matter what you do, you can't please everybody. You have to, like, find your own happiness and please yourself. And it sounds, like, so cheesy. But it's just so true. Because, like, especially with Instagram and all the social media, it's like you look at what people are saying and you're like, well, why are they saying that? They don't even know me. Or why don't they just ask me instead of just trying to put some shit on blast on the Internet? But you just realize that it doesn't matter. It's always going to happen. So you have to find your own happiness. Amen. And seen. You're amazing. Thank and it was really you. cool to like get to yeah, feel so your personality. We did this. So good. So yes, the daddy gang you. is going to love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't find wait to watch your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and find me a man. <laughs> Goodbye. So the NFL player I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today. 